0: algar productions
1: welcome to the post-atomic horror the most comprehensive star trek podcast ever produced with your hosts ron algar watt and matt robotham episode 407 covering the end is the beginning with Michelle baradwaj
2: Hi, friends. It's uh, week three of Picard, and uh, Michelle's here. Hello. Hello.
0: Hooray! Welcome back. Yeah, it's oh, the naked you're f- you're now you're episode. For...
2: Uh, yeah, I mean it would be. Yeah. This this is about where that would fall. Uh, wait, what what number episode is this, Michelle? Uh, number three. <laughs> there we go. Put
0: on spot <laughs> Took me a, a minute a to, yeah. to
1: remember that one.
2: <laughs> I knew you'd get there in the end. In, <laughs> we have yeah, is the that beginning. for years, actually. Yeah, that's true. Come on, true. man, what's your hilarious joke? Oh, uh-huh. shit. The joke that no one heard because it was a thing we did before we started recording. Yes.
1: <laughs> Behind the scenes stuff. Behind the curtain uh-huh. of the podcast, folks.
2: <laughs> yes, which is the most important curtain of all.
0: Mm-hmm. My curtain.
2: <laughs> Except the curtain we made along the way. I don't know what I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> it's early. Yes, it's a bit early.
1: It's early, and here it's 10.30 on a Saturday night, so you're getting the best of me, people. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting
2: peak Michelle. <laughs> so why don't why don't we just get into this why mm-hmm. don't you just tell us what happens in the worst title so far Yeah, the end is the beginning uh, the, the end is the beginning uh. Uh, previously on Star Trek Picard
1: Jean-Luc brought a bottle of wine to a lady it was the second cheapest bottle in his cellar this <laughs> week that lady is revealed to be Raffi, his ex number one maybe it's never made clear but she seems that way um, so her career took a dive when Picard resigned over the whole save Romulus uh, kerfuffle. Uh, and now she lives in your standard Mass Effect style prefab housing type deal <laughs> in the desert and smokes flowers. The post-scarcity future. Hooray! Uh, Rafi's plight probably had to do with her uncovering deep dirt on Starfleet and Tal Shiar's like, conspiracy. So, and while she's pissed at JL, again, great nickname for him, but JL, mm-hmm. uh, she does put him in touch with Rios, one of several characters starting with an R, which does not get confusing at all. Uh, <laughs> Rios is a hand solo type with an emergency medical hologram (EMH). That's your doctor from Voyager type, and this EMH looks just like him and sounds like whatever accent they felt like on the day the scene was being filmed. Banter proceeds to happen. It's good banter. Mm-hmm. So pilot secured, JL gets ready to depart with the essentials of cheese and plums when the house is attacked by the same dudes that killed Dodge back in episode 1. They would have got here sooner, but they flew budget transporter. Also from episode 1, Dr. Jurati shows up, fresh from a meeting with the totally not sinister looking and amazing vampy sunglasses Commander O. Oh, Commander O. Anyway, Jurati wants to help Picard. And Jurati is a sincere Tilly type, so please don't make her a secret stooge, writers. Please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of secrets, on the Borg Cube, meanwhile, Soji and we Hue from back in the TNG days, and this is not telegraphed, so it took us all a while to find out. Mm-hmm. Uh, encounter an XB, not an Xbox, but an X Borg <laughs> named Ramda. See, I told you about those R names. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. One of the last people, uh, Romulans at least, to be assimilated before that cube seemingly went bust in whatever incident that has not been told to us yet. Much ominous mystery boxing later, Soji is named by her uh, Ramda that is, and one of the attacking Romulans back on earth in fact as the Destroyer, which is uh, better than the Red Angel I guess but we'll get back to that. And Ramda says she met her tomorrow. Soji also seems to be a pawn between the Romulans and her may-not-exist-mother, uh, both of whom seem to trigger her like a Bioshock protagonist, <laughs> and have her wondering why she seemingly knows classified information. Hmm. Uh, meanwhile, the gang of Picard, Jurati, Rios, and Raffi finally get underway on Rafi's cool little ship, um, because Raffi has found Bruce Maddox, the guy with all the AI powers who's disappeared. And meanwhile, (laughs) meanwhile, meanwhile, Mm -hmm. the two hot Romulan siblings hiss at each other on the cube in an incestuous manner. Somewhere on our earth, meanwhile, a nerd is creating a rule set for Romulan Pixmit cards as we speak.
0: (laughs)
2: See, 10 years ago, I would have believed you. And, and agreed with you on that. Now I think that, like, Roddenberry.com already has an official version yeah, of Roddenberry to roll yeah, out that you yeah. mentioned this it. episode. Yeah. There's just too much, like, synergy there.
0: Eugene's gotta get paid.
2: Ugh, shut up, Rod Roddenberry. <laughs> <sighs> so, yeah, this was, like, uh, Michelle, you had pointed out this is a bit exposition heavy, yeah. and you're not wrong. That's my bad thing. Okay.
1: Yeah, so it did feel a bit like it's running in place. Uh, we don't learn anything significantly. No, yes, there is a lot of good character work in just the banter. That's always welcome, and yes, it's mm. a good thing to figure out that uh, Soji is not all together in terms of uh, you know just kind of passing for a human. It's well, boring. I like the
0: I like the reveal that like she she also doesn't know what's going on. Like right, I thought right. she might know that she's a an android. Yeah, yeah,
2: because the the big reveal in the first episode was when Dodge died, and we cut well, where's the other one, yeah. and we mm-hmm. cut to her around the Romulans. It's like, oh, she's yeah. evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, not necessarily.
1: No, no. And, and episode two had that thing that the the sisters were clearly in touch with the whole like forensic investigation in the apartment. At least I think that's mm-hmm. what happened. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's how they find that. There was a second one, so sort of right. But yeah, I think like, I think episode two and three could have been compressed into one episode. Uh, Star Trek yeah. used to do this well when it was all mm. like contained episodes, so I don't see. But also, it's a serial. I don't mind that you know we're getting it at the pace of a serial. Sure,
2: we are well, seeing this is the thing it. I, yeah. This is the thing I pointed out, and and they're continuing to not disappoint me here, which is. They're not doing the discovery thing of stretching out all the stupid mysteries. Like, there are hmm. mysteries, mm-hmm. and they're almost always solved within the episode, yeah. and then we move on to a new one. Yeah. So it's not like the Red Angel thing you mentioned, where it's like 15 episodes later, we find out. There's... But,
0: but who's the Red Angel? It
2: turns my... out it was Who man? is the Red Angel? <laughs> uh-huh. It's always man. But yeah, the real always... Red Angel was the friends we made along the way. It's always the one you least expect, which is now the one you most expect, because mm-hmm. that's always been it. But th- like, there's very few things in this that I feel like haven't been paid off yet, and mm. there's one or two big mysteries that we'll we'll get to. Yeah, but it's I don't feel jerked around still, and that's no. it's such a it's such a low bar to clear, but it's such a bar that Star Trek has had trouble clearing for a while. Uh-huh. So I keep I keep wanting to point it out. <laughs> but also, I I agree with you because there's only ten episodes in this season, and it took them three to actually get sort of started it's
0: off the planet.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, we we talked about
2: this. Are we more
0: stars in the Star Trek years? Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Sorry, Vishal.
1: No, we talked about this before that they do tend to pile on too many mystery boxes. It's that sort mm. of JJ Abrams term that's, mm-hmm. where uh, I was fine with it being just about Daj and Soji and being Data's children, seemingly mm-hmm. right, and mm-hmm. finding them. That's enough of a mystery to me. Like, how did this happen? What? Now you've got what happened to the ball cube and then why is Romulan mythology or not mythology as it were, you know, connected to it. And So there's Mm. a few too many things right now. I don't uh, doubt that they can probably pull it, pull it off. Frankly, these guys are handling it better than discovery so far. So that
0: is true. Yeah.
2: No. And if nothing else, I feel less bad. Like I've I've said this a lot. I feel so self-conscious about Mm. doing this show and not liking the last three I didn't mm. like Voyager, I didn't like Enterprise, and I'm very mixed about Discovery, sure. and like, mm. I don't want to keep doing a show where I come on and talk about how I hate the thing we're supposed to mm. like. And so it's nice. It takes some pressure off that there's a series that I'm mostly enjoying, mm-hmm. it's like, now I can say I don't like Discovery, and it's okay, because yeah. I do like Star Trek, mm. I just don't like Discovery that much. Yeah. But I, I think the one thing this show's doing really well, at Discovery also does well, is... Every new character that's introduced, I feel pretty invested in. They're, yeah, they're right. They're doing a very good job of, like, how how much did we get of Captain Rios in this episode? Maybe ten minutes. Yep. Yeah. And well, two scenes, he's so pretty good. much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And yes, he was he this... was doing double duty, you know, with his EMH, and that was great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Matt, this is your good thing, right? Oh fuck, I fucking love Rios. He's goddamn ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like he shows up on, he shows up just drinking whiskey, smoking a fucking cigar. Fucking is ENH
2: probably. Oh, <laughs> like, well, that's The of... man has
0: a, the man has a goddamn mermaid tattoo. For the love of Christ, the only thing I, the only thing I wish is that he just kept the, the shrapnel out of in his arm for the rest of the fucking <laughs> series. So you
2: said ENH with an N. oh yes, this uh, is something that we had to look up. It's I looked not this up obvious.
0: on Memory Alpha. It's an ENH. It's mm. an emergency navigational hologram. Oh, right. okay. I mean, it's,
2: it's yeah, the same tech as the Doctor from Voyager and everything else, but mm-hmm. it's not. Uh... It's for a different purpose. Yeah. But it feels like he uses it for everything. Because he,
0: yes, everything. He, well, mm-hmm. I mean,
2: the first thing we see is him patching up a wound, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. pretty clear that there probably there's probably some romantic mm-hmm. tension or some. I mean, come on.
0: There's that great scene where he's like where he's like trying to talk uh, Rios into into going with Picard on like mm-hmm. an adventure, or whatever. And he's just so excited. That's Captain Picard. Mm-hmm. Oh, there, you got to do the accent. Very broad. accent. yeah. Yes. The oh. most
2: Irish since, uh, what's his name? Finnegan.
0: Don't you know who that is? It's Captain Picard. <laughs> the Q-Continuum. He he got some fucking trophy from the Romulans or whatever. Enterprises. The oh, Andy. Of,
2: Arbiter, of, Arbiter of secession.
0: For the Klingons. He met Spock. You've heard of Spock. He's in everything. Actually, my good thing
2: is also Rios, like, specifically his hologram doppelganger. His hologram. His doppelgram? It's exactly my kind of weird. Like, mm-hmm. it takes existing Star Trek tech. We know that this technology was sort of on the cutting edge 25 years ago, and now it's in more common use. And of course someone would make one in their own image. Like, mm-hmm. that just feels like, I don't know. It's it's nice because it's not modeled after some doctor at Starfleet medical or whatever. It's just you can customize your avatar, and mm-hmm. there's a certain kind of person when they play video games that their avatars themselves. I'm yeah. married to one of those people, mm-hmm. and uh, definitely this guy made a, a his own hologram. Yeah. I love that.
1: I think it's interesting when we have not quite figured it out yet whether he's even supposed to have, because you know synths or synthetic life forms are
2: banned mm. in this timeline or this part. Oh, of Oh yeah, we talked about this a bit. Yeah, um, yeah. Are are holograms the same? Like, do they fall under the I'm same? I'm assuming they're I, I,
1: they're exempt because they are projected into a room and things, right? It's like the yeah,
2: like but the, the software Moriarty software thing. is still the same, right?
0: Yeah, it's still it's still I, I
2: simulated intelligence, but with I don't software. know. They've it's always
1: just... made that difference between someone like Data, who's got a positronic brain, and then an AI like the Moriarty thing, right? It's mm. a gray area, but yeah. they, they don't need to resolve it. I don't mind that both exist it's
0: just i I think it is very interesting and in this series that they're well they're exploring sort of what synth what synths are yeah, and I mm. think it should come up like I think it's very interesting that holograms are apparently allowed to have personalities or whatever and androids uh, synth- synthetics are not
2: yeah i I don't see it as a as bad writing i don't see it as a like a contradiction but i do think if this series is going to be about this Mm -hmm. it would be interesting to discuss it in world Yeah.
0: yeah and i'm very i'm very interested to see how this ties it like this is the kind of stuff they touched on back in voyager with like the doctor and like
2: Oh, yeah, because they were building a hologram like workforce to, to yeah, I, basically they was doing do dangerous what Bruce Maddox talked whatever. about with Data.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, we talked about this a bit before, but this show actually has quite a few hooks into the lore of Voyager which, because of the mm-hmm. Borg, because of the image, yeah. you know, and like the Borg unconscious and things like that. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting I'm, to see where those threads lead now, 20 years later,
0: because, I'm you know, from our point that, of view... As
1: it's uh, it's just so simple to think of that oh if it's uh, if you got an ai in a projected computer or whatever you can just put it into a body and then it's an android but mm-hmm. i don't know yeah, how that well,
2: works here i still to this day i there may be real science behind it it may be nonsense magic science but the fact that a hologram can physically interact with things mm. means that it is effectively a, a real thing yeah, or not right. like you you say projected and that's technically correct but also this guy was Pulling a piece of shrapnel out of a body, obviously, he can be tangible. Yeah. So mm. what, well, why, you know, what's it's, different
0: it... between that and having plastic skin? You I know? mean, yeah. like, as like, are we just that he can't leave the ship? Like,
2: yeah, but I mean, remote emitters were a thing twenty what, years ago.
1: Remote so. emitters
0: remote were a thing twenty from... years ago, but also they were from the future. Yeah, they so. were from
1: the 29th century. That was their get
0: but out.
2: You've got card. A, but you've got to. But you've got to figure Voyager handed all that stuff over to starfleet yes even if it is from mm. the future and yeah. they they reproduced it and uh, i don't know i i do you do point out a good thing though vishal which is they are building on a lot of a the lot of stuff, stuff. yeah I, that's I the like thing that. i love yeah. about this yeah it's because it, i was worried going in that it was just going to be fan service and there's a lot of fan service, sure. but it's yeah. but it's appealing to us there's who, there's so who much stuff that even stuff.
1: goes back to original series even yeah. let's say small visual things like how the they shoot the the two siblings and it's like there's this big red light behind them with this fan in it and it's very much Ugh. like how *Robulin* ships used to visual interiors, you know, mm-hmm. in in yeah, the you 60s. almost
2: had the like the 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 single light on yeah. the eyes, yeah,
1: and They're and Peyton good. List, like you pointed out, looks a lot like uh, uh, female *Robulin* commander in like in her
2: vibe, mm. yeah, she does. And boy did they double down on the incest vibe <laughs> that we all talked about last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks, oh, Game of Thrones. Man. That's like everything I guess has what we're doing. for
1: some reason.
2: Yeah. I'm not I'm not a fan. <laughs> I know we've made jokes over the years about uh-huh. me being a fan, but, <laughs> but I'm not.
0: No. If uh, these
1: guys end you end up, you know, buried under Borg Cube rubble. Mm-hmm. I think that's I mean, how the it, Game of Thrones was ended. Oh, is that a Game of Thrones? Okay, I've yeah. never seen Game of yeah, Thrones. Yeah, that's, I'm that's to apparently it that how it. I'm not a fan either, but it's it's you know a, impossible to escape every last plot point of the internet, Sure. Thing. And the big right. big ending for those two beloved characters was that they just kind of died under a pile of rubble.
0: Now, if the series ends with Picard riding a dragon, I'm there. <sighs> I mean, he loves Dune buggies, so yeah. it's a small leap to Dune buggy into or dragon. Uh huh. The dragons of Star Trek. Yes, it's a natural progression. I mean Basically. Michael
1: Bay has done that, I'm sure, you know, Dune Buggy that turns into a dragon at some point.
2: Ooh. Yeah, that feels like a Transformer yeah. like a his version of Transformers. Oh, yeah.
0: Right. And also it knew King Arthur. Uh-huh. That's everything I know about uh, movie Transformers. That movie so well. is batshit insane. And I say this <laughs> as
1: someone who kind of enjoyed how batshit insane the previous one was. And I could not make sense of the King Arthur one.
2: <laughs> But it had Stanley Tucci as Berlin,
1: which was awesome. Or at least yeah, I think but... someone who looked like Stanley Tucci. as
2: a. I mean, there's a lot of reputable actors in those things that somehow should know better. John Turturro, you definitely know better. Come John on. Turturro
0: got pissed on by a, by a Transformer I in the what first I'm saying. movie. Yeah.
1: I am like under you... the enemy's scrotum, is the line that I Oh, my God. Oh, those
0: movies are very bad, and I hate them.
2: <laughs> so... This this really puts a new light on me complaining about all the drinking and smoking and swearing right, in Star right. Trek because mm. that's mild compared to. Yeah, very
1: much so, you know. We could have it much worse. We could have we could have Michael Bay's Star Trek rather than either Quentin
2: Tarantino's oh, Star Trek Lord.
1: or JJ Abrams one. So,
2: I mean, I feel like Enterprise wanted to go in that direction, and they were too TV watered down, mm-hmm. and they were too Rick Berman neutered mm-hmm. to do yeah. that. But I think they wanted to do that. Um. But yeah, there is like I'm still not super happy with that aesthetic choice of like it just feels so deliberate. Mm-hmm. It feels like everything in Star Trek's been so pristine, but look, people smoke what is it what is it that Rafi I wanna get this right. It's like snake I think it's snake called snake weed. Or snake weed and snake yeah. leaf. Snake, that's snake it. leaf. Okay. She smokes so much snake leaf that she's but paranoid now. Like I, fucking. I don't pop. know. It looked like wow. a flower to me, so I am like, hmm, yeah. But sh- but she was vaping. Like, yeah. It's, that, so vaping is still a thing in the future. Fine. Here's
0: but. the thing I realized. If vaping didn't exist now, I would have thought it was really cool that she had like an electronic mm. cigarette that she was yeah. working on. But since vaping does exist and it's dumb, mm. I thought it was fucking stupid as hell.
2: <laughs> well, you've just alienated the vapors in our audience. Oh, no. <laughs> the vapors. Uh, you've just got the vapors.
0: <laughs> uh,
2: but... So Rafi so far is the only new character I'm not completely in love mm. with. I don't hate her.
0: No. But I just I don't think they've given her enough to do yet. No, she yeah. feels
2: like a stock character and everyone else feels so more flat mm-hmm. Like like we said about Rios, he's there for ten minutes and we already have a very good sense of mm. who he is. She's just like the tough chick who's been through too much and she lives out in the desert and I don't want any more of your shit, man. Yeah, yeah I like,
1: don't okay. I don't like that they did not give her like a specific position in even in relation to Picard she's there with him and clearly she is his subordinate I guess and mm. she's uh she fired, was his yeah. first officer I must yeah. have read
2: that in one of the press things I used it's yeah that comic yeah okay might have been, might okay have been
1: so she's his new number one and they have that mm. dynamic and it's great because she calls him on his bullshit as well just like Riker did yeah so I, yeah. I'm glad for that I just wanted that to be a bit more uh overt
2: yeah yeah I do like like we get the flashback at the beginning where it's like the immediate aftermath of the Mars attack and why, yes, Mars mm. attacks, I know. It's never not
0: going to be funny. I maybe. know, every
2: time.
1: And we have established in this that Mars itself was
2: completely, pretty much destroyed. You took yeah, it like the, the entire, entire surface riding.
0: was set on fire, basically.
2: Yeah. And um, uh, nothing that happened in that scene hasn't already been said in exposition. It was not necessary, but I'm glad we got it. Mm. At least we got a little bit of context hmm. of who she is and we saw them together in the past and it's not like, who is this person? Why mm. does he care about this person? It's like, okay, we got a little bit and mm. it was a nice dramatic scene also. Yeah. So
1: yeah, they, but you're, they handled the, the dynamics of them. Well, that,
2: they're yes, you know. but, but you're right. I think they could have given us a little more about like, that would have been in the scene to do it. Just, just a little more about her, what she is, what her role is, yeah. like something. Because
1: she has four scenes and they are all basically, you know, Picard did her wrong and now she's kind of hurt which is absolutely a fine way to start off that character I think you had a whole episode there could have been a bit more uh, nuance to it going on yeah mm. and like, we'll the... see more I'm sure you know, she's yeah now...
2: but like his Tal Shiar friends we don't know them very well but we also feel like we know them yeah yeah, yeah. those two
1: are, are I'm so in some ways unhappy that they are clearly at least right now leaving them behind maybe they'll come back Yeah, I,
0: but... I'm. I'm sure they'll be back but yeah. like I, I think everyone I've talked to is pretty disappointed they don't get to come.
2: Yeah, no, mm-hmm. the, the the crew that he's building, they would have been a perfect addition. Mm-hmm. And also, I will say it felt like if they weren't coming with him, they were going to die in the attack. And yeah. I'm pleased that they avoided yeah. that very obvious
0: I am plot. Very it happy so, about that. so obvious.
1: Yeah, I think like, the, the problem is just like how you talked about how Star Trek is swearier and more drinky now because of just the times we're in. I think uh-huh. the problem with ensemble shows now is that you don't get the ensemble for the entire season. Even something as big as Mad Men or whatever, mm. major named cast, you know, uh, members would not be contracted for, you know, all 10 episodes. They'd only be contracted for 8 out of the 10 episodes.
0: That's interesting. I, I never thought of that. I it's,
1: uh, what
2: you're saying and you're not wrong, but on the other hand, one of the inherent benefits of Star Trek mm-hmm. is the format means you are on a crew you yeah. are it's effectively a workplace show right. and if you build an environment where everyone is coworkers in the same environment then you're always going to see them every week it's, mm. it you don't have to worry about shifting the focus to what's our excuse to go see Roger Sterling instead of Don Draper mm. what is our you know like the more you split up the characters the harder it is but mm. they're always on the same ship you know what i mean
1: yeah no that's that that is what I would like as well But I know that That happens Even in other Major TV shows And also yeah. Sarah Cloughton Does not appear In this episode
2: <laughs> oh, For what Like the, the 500th week in a row It's continual <laughs> disappointment Still gotten out of bed uh, He's hitting the snooze alarm For like the <laughs> 17th time Get up uh, and work On your novel uh, do, do it later It's not the deadline yet I'm fine Anselm ain't gonna Anse himself <laughs> Boy, how's Anselm going to get out of this? One? <laughs> I'm sure that's the character's name, right? <laughs> it would have been nice if like one of the books on Picard's shelf was Anselm, like just a little just a little nod to And he uses PS9. he uses
1: it to like prop up a table.
2: Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, no, he's it's like uh number 1 uses it to like uh boost himself up. It's like you know, it's just to stack. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's just a prop. It's not mm-hmm. an actual book. I haven't read it. What are you, crazy? Jake Sisko. Uh, terrible fucking writer. God. I think I met his dad one time. His dad was mad at me
2: for some reason. Who knows why. What did I do? I'm Captain the okay. God. Ah, thank you. No one's going to know who we were doing. If exactly. we <laughs> didn't tack that on. Okay, so let's talk about those sunglasses, which is apparently oh, the whole discourse God, online about I love about them this. so much.
1: Okay. They looked, look great. She like, looked like a Gendi Tartakovsky character from the
2: 90s. I just, it didn't... Register to me that it was unusual because it was sunny out
0: and she was outdoors <laughs> yeah, and she it's, was wearing sunglasses. It's see, just the, ju- 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 no, it's just the sunglasses a... and the the uniform hmm. play, just like they do not go together. It's the see
1: juxtaposition that. of those eyebrows and those ears, and then giving her mm-hmm. the most like pointy
2: sunglasses in the world. <laughs> well, and then Matt had a very interesting technical.
1: Point oh
0: about that. shit! Yeah, fuck. So, um, Vulcans don't need to wear sunglasses. Ah, um, right. They have like, a, they have an inner eyelid. Yes, and that's that goes back to
2: like the earliest original series where they talk about how Vulcan is brutally hot and mm-hmm. very bright all
0: the time. So there's really only one answer for why she's wearing those sunglasses. It's a style And it's twist. from, she's from the mirror universe, ah. where things are darker, as we learned in Discovery. Oh, of course, <laughs> yes, yes.
2: Oh, I hope not. <laughs> Please no. Please just no. Or, you know, she's a Romulan. I, I, that's, mm. that's my thought. Yeah. But I don't know, because someone, I think last week, I think Gav pointed out that uh, there's no evidence that the Commodore is evil, necessarily. Mm. It's, yeah. It's... She's self-serving. Wait, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Commodore is. The Commodore is evil. She it's sent... the admiral that Picard yeah. was, was
0: arguing with, who was probably the evil... just a bureaucrat. Mm. She sent the evil Rizzo to maybe not kill Picard. See, but... one, more,
1: one more R-name. They all have R-names. Yeah. Our names. yeah. It, it
2: is very
0: confusing.
1: Rizzo, Rios, um... Rafi, Ramda... Mm-hmm.
2: Rhonda, yes. Rhonda. Oh, so Ronda. it's, it's rumda rum the Romulan. R- that's worse. <laughs> that's so much worse. Yes. <laughs> uh Come okay. back to Andrew the Android. Uh, I mean, that was 1966, man. <laughs> Still Star
0: Trek. You can't take that
2: away from them. I guess that's true. But okay, so let's talk about
0: Rhonda. Mm.
1: I was so convinced uh, that she was Lattice's sister or something. Just the look of her. And mm. then she didn't have an Irish accent, so.
0: Yeah, she, I thought she was Sarah Palmer at
2: first. She, she had the look of, if you can't get Alice Kriege back, whoever mm. the other person was they had mm. playing the Borg Queen. Oh, yeah. At, at least,
1: it's sort of just a theory floating in my head, but I like the idea that she kind of infected the Borg into uh, shutting well, down. Well, she was the...
2: Yeah, if she was the last one assimilated and then it stopped, then yeah, yeah something yeah. might have been wrong with her. You're right. Yeah. Because... Um, Go
1: ahead. No, they have, a, it calls back to Voyager with that whole thing where they sort of made this little matrix of their own, you know, an, uh, an I'm unconscious thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Oh, I hope that doesn't figure into this. I really don't. It was but, very okay. bad. So she's, I mean, she's a very tropey character. She's sure. she's in the mental ward mm-hmm. using something that looks like tarot cards. It's, uh-huh. it, they're, they're an interesting design and I like them, but... Yeah. I thought it was just a nice background detail. It's a plot point where mm. she's using them to tell the future. And she looks, you, you said this in your summary, Vishal. She looks at, um, not Daj, what's her name? Soji. Soji. Thank you. And, and says, I remember you from the future. Mm. And tomorrow. Oh, I remember you from tomorrow. I make yeah. you Excuse tomorrow. Me. Ugh. That feels like some real Brandon Braga predestination. I, bold. that feels like a mad song, that. that. At Most all. That. It could be both. I'm hoping
0: that it's going to be about, like, she's tapping into, like, the, go- the blah, 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 yeah. words. The Gorn? The, the Gorn thing. collective. <laughs> yes. uh, uh Whatever. But, um, no, and not just magic bullshit. Yeah, it I hope feels there's like magic bullshit. Yeah. It,
2: it, it might not be time travel. It might be, like, psychic magic. Mm. But either way, it just... And... They called her the destroyer and then someone else called her to the destroyer. Uh-huh. So it's not just from this crazy person. There's some, like, established... Yeah,
1: and all the ex-borgs suddenly start looking at her very knowingly as if they know what that means, mm. so...
2: Yeah, I don't want this. Thank yeah. you. But, again, my bad thing is also speculation. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But you, you pointed this out as well, Vishal. You don't, like, you're not particularly a fan of, like, magic and fantasy in your sci-fi either right
1: i'm fine with it but i think we rely on it too much nowadays because like most science fiction is actually just fantasy where it is sort of willfully you know i'm not. Sure. i don't right. i don't yeah, make i honestly don't make the distinction rules. between hard sci-fi and non-hard sci-fi i just think mm. this whole thing of like i don't like the whole mystery box thing honestly I think you can no, tell a very like... straightforward story without just constantly saying, you know, there's this thing off there that
0: we're only going to pay off
1: in 10 episodes.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. that's how TV works. Now. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't
2: have to be, though. I know. Yeah, I mean, because but I everyone wants to be
0: everyone I... wants to be lost and like... Yeah, yeah, but
2: Lost went off the air 10 years ago. Yeah.
0: I liked Lost. A lot of people sure. were disappointed,
2: but I enjoyed it. But it's also very old now. Yeah. So like, but... as a comparison right here,
1: you, you have the show like The Expanse, which... For some people, seems like hard science fiction. It's not. It's mm. just totally, actually, space opera. You know, it just has the tropes of hard science fiction in the way it mm. kind of looks. And, and there aren't that many mysteries to it. I've watched a couple of seasons. It's very straightforward. You know, you kind of know what's happening from the get-go. Uh, and yeah, I, I think that's fine. You, you Then you rely on good characters, which they have, and you have, they have good yeah, dialogue, yes. which they have.
2: So... Yeah. But I, I... The Matt, you say this a lot as a defense, and you're not wrong mm. that this is how TV works now? Yeah. Why isn't Star Trek more on the cutting edge? Why I don't they know. Doing... I don't work for Star Trek. I know, but this is this is the problem I've had for a while now. Mm-hmm. Why are they playing it safe and being like all other television? Why are they taking cues from Game of Thrones and visual cues from the Abrams movies and like why aren't they pushing forward and making Like, making TV different. I don't know.
0: I would love that. You know, there's this
2: thing I've heard of. It's called
1: Endeavor.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It'll never work. (laughs) No, it's just, it feels like Star Trek, and I've said this a million times, Star Trek has this reputation for being so groundbreaking. Yeah. Mm. Well, live up to that. Yeah. Do something innovative to make us, and you know, I like this show. I really do. Mm. But... All of the things I don't like about it are lazy things that they could fix by, yeah, you know, moving forward a little bit. These
0: two TV shows are the only thing propping up CBS. They're going to play it as as safe as possible and just show you stuff that you're familiar with. Yeah, this is true. There's going to
2: be like six or seven Star Trek series. Mm -hmm. Why can't at least one of them do something
0: unusual? Maybe maybe they will, but right now we've got a brand new streaming service that we want people to buy, and it's terrible. Well, that's true. (laughs) So... I, I, all we've got is hey it's your old friend Captain Picard and maybe he'll bring along some of his old friends along the way I
2: mean I was I was against it for that reason and they won me over yeah so
0: no, like don't get me wrong I'm not saying the show's bad I'm really enjoying yeah. it I'm yeah. just saying this is what you know this is what's happening and
2: they like the, I, I said going in like I'm I'm gonna feel pandered to I'm mm-hmm. gonna feel like like oh hey remember him mm-hmm. remember this and I almost don't feel that ever on yeah. this show so far and I'm very yeah. pleased remember
1: Hugh they didn't even tell us that, and that was
2: kind no. of important. They said, his, yeah. they said his unremarkable one-syllable name once, if once? you missed it. And that's, three, yeah. three scenes in, not even yeah. when he's there. Also, much like we've mentioned with Bruce Maddox, mm-hmm. this character was in two episodes. Yep. Like, he he loomed large. He was in a very excellent classic mm-hmm. episode, but... He was only really in one, and then he briefly appeared in Lore's Magic Castle. Oh, Lore's Magic Castle. What a great episode. Whoa, that's the extra to of the Borg cube.
0: Yeah. I mean, oh, that's the only thing that's missing is a big poster with the Borg logo on it. <laughs> you know, because the Borg need a logo so badly.
2: Of course. Well, one of them was an assimilated graphic designer. And sure, you, you know how those guys.
1: Yeah, are. speaking of graphic design, you know, I, I I told you I overthink these things, but I like the fact that pretty much all the Romulan stuff is triangular, and all the Borg stuff is square.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, I noticed that. That's cool. One of the recovering Borg is is trying to solve a Rubik's cube, which is I a little I love on the that. Nose, though, <laughs> it it uh. gave me as much joy as uh,
1: C- Commodore O's pointy sunglasses. <laughs>
2: Ah, uh, something we breezed by when we were talking about the sunglasses was the Gorn egg. Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> Oh, that's an Easter egg.
2: Yeah, uh, Raffy's going through all the, you know, she's hacked into the Matrix. <clears> I'm in, <throat> you know, like all the streaming screens and sure. everything. And uh, and yeah, it says the word, just says the words Gorn egg.
0: Well, I mean, it's nice to tie that in with her living at Vasquez Rock, so.
2: Um, excuse me, there is an inconsistency where uh, uh, Dr. McCoy talked about a pregnant gorn. They can't be pregnant and lay eggs. All right, I'm tired now. <laughs> this gorn is lousy with eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. It was. I think it was Into Darkness where he mentioned a pregnant gorn. Uh-huh. It's was like, come on, man, they're
0: lizards. Like, I don't care. Maybe they but... carry the egg to term and then lay it. Mm-hmm. I don't Maybe know. Maybe the men carry the
1: egg to term like seahorses.
0: Yeah, oh, there you go. Which is a thing that happens, apparently. Oh,
2: <laughs> uh, you made... You somehow... it Not because of the emasculating thing, just because of the seahorse thing. You made the Gorn Same much less of cute. sinister. <laughs> yeah. <they're> yeah. Like... <laughs> oh, God. I do like, as you pointed out, that Vasquez Rocks is just Vasquez Rocks now. Right. Like, mm-hmm. it's It stood in for, like, ten different alien planets, but now we're just at the actual location. Yeah, I
0: like that. It's a nice sort of tribute to yes, a place it's... they've used so many times. Yeah,
1: it's so such a totemic place that in the Star mm-hmm. Trek universe that...
2: What is as soon as you see it, you're just like, I know this. I, I feel like Picard's like, I've been on this planet before. This what, isn't California. I drove what a they don't dude
1: tell buggy you.
0: over there. <laughs> what they haven't told you yet is that uh, Raffi built her house directly on the space where Bill and Ted died. Oh, no, <laughs> bogus.
1: Oh my God, I was I, as someone who was a you know Star Trek fan. Literally, pretty much my earliest memory of TV is Star Trek and mm. the Gone episode. And seeing you know Bill and Ted for the first time and seeing those things oh my god yes. that, was, that, was that was before so Easter eggs were cool
2: mm-hmm. remember and that's I mean they 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 lampshaded it mm-hmm. they have yeah. them watching that episode yeah. in yeah. the episode uh, in the movie before they go to the rocks yeah but yeah still yeah I mean I you that's,
1: that's, you're so used movie... to you're so used to seeing things like Gorn eggs Easter eggs just all around did you forget there was a time right. that those things were only there in maybe satires
2: yeah right. No, that, that movie is the reason I constantly quoted uh, A Fortune and Precious Stones, but i <laughs> traded it all for a hand phaser, a good, solid
0: a club. club. <laughs> it's because it's fra- in that movie. That was a catchphrase of the series for a while, or uh, it's uh, for the show for a Just because I watched
2: Bogus Journey so much. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it had nothing to do with Star Trek.
0: Mm. Uh, What else?
2: Uh,
0: Matt, what is your bad thing? Uh, it's pretty much just the breathy conversation between the 2 incesty Romulans. <laughs> like...
1: I still don't know his it's name. A,
0: it's 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 even worse this week with just the fucking evil fan in the background over the big <laughs> red light and the fucking
2: Oh, that fan? You noticed the fan, did you?
0: Fan. <laughs> and fucking she's changed into a Romulan bondage gear and it's just like, oh these bad guys are so evil. Your plan is not working, baby brother. Like ugh. Perhaps Maybe you, you should earners. get a haircut.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Or some dental surgery. How about that? Do we have a Romulan dental plan? Oh, great. That's what brought down the board. What's his Listen. face needs braces. <laughs> he does. He needs fucking braces. Does, does anyone like, remember Vishal, his
2: have... name? No. No, but you keep calling him boy band.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He just literally looks like he came out of a boy band and they stuck those ears on him.
2: <laughs> And uh, one of you pointed out that the ears look very awkward. Like, uh, what is it, that the elf in that one...
0: Um... Rankin and Bass uh, Mm. uh, Oh fuck I think that might have been Amanda yesterday I'm Ah, not sure Could have been yeah But yeah she looks like He looks like Herbie the Elf Yeah that's (laughs) it That's the one
1: Uh, Michelle what was your good thing? My good thing was Actually weirdly The fight choreography I'm not usually a fan Of TV fighting And certainly not After the Bone movies came out Because Oh my god All of them were This one sort of Follows the similar You know fast cut action You can't really Tell what's going on But it was Still pretty good
2: You can you can sort well, it's of It's not tell. that incoherent yeah. uh, Michael Bay type cut. Yeah. I mean, it's...
1: it's and tremendous. the one the one fight, I, I like the fact that basically Laris and uh, her husband have, uh, have kept guns all over the room, which they just keep oh, retrieving. Oh, God, that's so good.
2: What I loved, and it's, it's really hard to miss. Like, I don't know why I honed in on this so much, but the fact that there's gunfire, there's phaser fire, disruptor fire, mm. and uh, within less than a second the two of them are diving on the ground and reacting and it's (laughs) like because you subconsciously you realize like oh in most other tv shows the characters the the actors take a minute to react before they react like like what did i hear gunfire oh i better get to safety whereas these guys have the immediate instincts of former spies and yeah it's such a such a brief thing, but it's such a powerful that thing to
1: me. The entire scene, from the writing to the direction, is very good at conveying character and sort of backstory. It sure don't tell in the best form.
2: Mm-hmm. And actually, this ties into your quote, yes? Yes,
1: yes, it does. Uh, there's uh, The scene basically ends with uh, uh, one of the Romulan Talsiar, or whatever they're called, coming in and uh, to get the drop on them, and he gets killed by well, we Dr. That, Jurati. Well, we get
2: that... F- we get that final beat hmm. that yeah. you expect of, yeah. we've gotten all the Romulans. Wait, there's one more. And I mm-hmm. thought that's where these two were going to die. Yeah. But instead... Right, right, yeah.
1: Instead, we get uh, Dr. Jurati, and then we get this.
0: Maybe he
2: was unstunned. Romulan disruptors don't have a stun setting. Yeah, that was... I, I really enjoyed that as well. And you pointed out just how, like, it's, economical it yeah, was. Yeah, it's... it's like
1: I said, it's good show don't tell because it's within two lines, within, you know, I I thought this, it was set to stun and that uh, is saying Romulan phases, uh, disruptors don't have a stun setting. You mm-hmm. get stuff, mm-hmm. I mean, you get a good idea of who Agnes is and you get a yeah. good idea of what Romulans are like. And that's really and, good writing.
2: Mm-hmm. And Agnes, like the terror on her mm-hmm. face. I am a scientist. I have been trying to create a type of life. Yeah. I don't kill things. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just murdered someone.
0: She's and a it's,
1: civilian. It's she's so not actually mm-hmm.
2: starfleet, right? She's
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. She's a research scientist. Yeah, just works at the uh, Daystrom yeah. Institute. Yeah. Like of she's those four, she is on...
1: definitely the one who is not from a, a service career, a military career. So mm-hmm.
2: right, no, and I love that she ends up being brought along. I've said this from the first episode. I love her. Yeah, and yeah. It's a lot of it is the actor, mm-hmm. of, yes, because I I enjoy Tilly. I really do. Sure, but they have overplayed. Her nervousness and her sort of like awkwardness, I think, in mm. particularly in season two of Discovery, where it's like this is the only thing about her. Yeah, yeah she blurts I... out the most inappropriate thing, and I like that Agnes is a smoother version mm. of that. I'm
1: sure that uh, the actor who plays Tilly has range. We just I've not oh, seen her in anything else, but mm-hmm. Alison Pill has no, so much range. Oh yeah, all the way back to Scott no, Pilgrim, know. it's a very different. Yeah, character. I
0: just I just learned this week that she was in Scott Pilgrim. She has this great speech that she is like
2: like a true scientist. She has like a thesis like right. you have to bring me along because a b c. Mm-hmm. And Picard's just like patiently nodding, but I get the distinct impression he would have said yes anyway, but it's also like I, be- I better let her finish. I'm I understand to... the value of a good speech. I'm going to bring you along anyway. Yeah. He didn't say it and it was but it, it was all in his face where it's like you're you're cl- you clearly have thought this out. Mm. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to let you finish, but you you would have come along anyway. It's fine. You're my new friend. But Matt, you also pointed out that she like seeing her in the costume. She oh was yeah, in so
0: she wears she wears uh like a white shirt with a blue shirt over top of it, and it looks like it just looks like the Fantastic Four costume. And all I think is that she would be a perfect Sue Richards.
1: Hmm. Mm, yes. I now I can't unsee it, and I I kind of yeah I've
0: it. ruined it now. Yep.
2: No, and and like we have said, we we all wish that. He would have brought the uh, the two Talshir, like
0: yeah. Okay, the I have grapes a feeling and the dog
2: need to be watched, but uh,
0: yeah, I mean, they, they you can bring grapes and dogs on a ship. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, fucking Archer brought his
2: dog. Yeah, and you're better than Archer. Yeah, you are better Every, than Archer, right? Literally, everyone's better, is than, better than,
0: Archer. than Archer. I mean, yes, <laughs> the E-M- uh, the
1: E N H is better than Archer. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's true.
0: The E M H is better than Archer. Uh huh.
2: Well, he little... just shows up to sing opera. Yeah. I am still impressed, and I've said this two weeks, three weeks in a row now, that uh, the MacGuffin for this series is Bruce Maddox,
0: <laughs> a character that appeared once in a season two episode of Next Gen. Oh, we were talking about this yesterday. Like, the choices that this, this show has made, to, like, on what it's going to sort of lay its foundation, mm-hmm. like, I love that someone said to someone else, okay, we need you to write the Picard show, and... That person just went back and watched the best episodes of TNG right. and took from them, you know.
2: I don't think just the best ones though, because I feel like there are elements of episodes like that could have been better, like concepts that were good okay. that deserve a better treatment that they're that they're working on here. I like that too. Mm. Like mm. I like that it's not just because it could very easily just be the greatest hits, but yeah. it, all, it feels like they're weaving together a tapestry of things from throughout Next Gen, and and Michelle yeah. pointed out from the a other tapestry, show as well. yes. <laughs> <laughs> the tapestry of my life.
1: That was an episode, right? Tapestry. Yep.
0: Yes. Yeah, well, it was,
1: it's the one where it's you're like, dead, Sean Luke, yeah.
0: and I'm God. Yeah.
2: Flowers.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm hoping that Q shows up in this. I don't know whether it's oh. in this
2: season or not, but somewhere down the line they should get. I... I mean, the obvious in is Picard is gradually losing his sanity, and mm. Mm. Q will be like someone that only he can see. Mm. There's there's a better way to do it, but that I just feels like the most
0: obvious. I get to me. see him pop it up and just like, Sean Luke, you've been on the planet for 20 years. You got so boring, mm-hmm. but now you're off doing space shit again, and I missed or, you. Or, you
1: know, the, the button for the series is he comes back home, and you know everything's in its place, and all the farm equipment is doing its thing, and he just goes upstairs, mm. and in the bed is Q.
2: Uh-huh. Yep. Mon oh, Capitan. Oh, you're home finally, wearing nothing but a smile. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> Free cloud, Jean-Luc, really? You're going to a place called Free Cloud.
1: Uh, just just the sight of a logo that says Free Cloud with a bunch of dice rolling from it, and I'm thinking yep. of all the bad space Dubais that have been in science fiction over the last <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> I didn't that all, just, uh, There's more space Las Vegas than space Dubai, but I think of it as
2: space Dubai because I lived there <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm. But also... The fact that they were able to pull up a display with a logo means mm. that this Oof. place has, this planet has an
0: official website and that's still a thing in the 24th century. Apparently. It's got a little gift to open it's, it. Yeah, that's so. what
2: I mean. It's like a MySpace page. The it's only thing app it's app.
0: missing is a little man at work, just yeah. like, our site, is under construction. Oh, God. Yeah. Free cloud. Come mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Although, I,
2: I thought maybe, what if it's the cloud planet from uh, the original series? Cloud Mountain. Cloud Mountain. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes. That would be That, that a would be great
2: idea right it won't it I,
1: won't, it be, won't right. be but this these guys are almost like you said they're waving a tapestry throughout
2: every mm-hmm. series or yeah. that. it's almost it be, the kind of thing Space that would be cool enough to, yeah uh, yes, it, is nice, it is nice it is nice seeing fans of like we're seeing this in all geek things we've talked mm-hmm. about this before fans of previous incarnations writing the current mm-hmm. thing that right. means like Next Gen and rightfully so for a long time was trying to distance itself from the legacy of the original series sure. and establish their own name and so they they really shied away from that stuff for a long time whereas we're in a place now where you can just say you know what here's yeah. a thing from DS9 yeah, cuz I love that show here's yeah. a thing from Next Gen here's you know like they're more comfortable doing that and I like that
1: It would be interesting for them at some point to go to DS9 just like on the way to I somewhere I would love mm-hmm.
0: that Yeah I would love that Just like that.
2: see were so it's like happy. Me too, mm-hmm. and Kira's still in charge. Yep, that would be great. Uh, I I thought, and I think most people disagree with me on this one, that the very final beat of him saying "engage" mm. was a little pandery. I felt oh, like
1: extremely pandery. I agree. that There it was is also
2: pandering. he's there was not also in charge. No of that way, ship. it wasn't going to happen. But no, there was no yeah. reason. There yeah. was no story reason for him to
0: say that. There certainly was no story reason, but there was a ton of people watching going, when's he going to say engage? When's he going to say it? Uh, say the line, Bart.
2: It's it's a good show. You don't have to do that. Also, he's giving indignant speeches the whole time. That's his catchphrase. I know. Is indignant speeches, and he's doing it all the time. I love it.
1: He hasn't said grand yet, but we're waiting on that. No. So. No, that's, his catch His real yeah, catchphrase.
0: Yeah, that's his
2: catchphrase for me. It is. It absolutely is. Grand. And actually, he, he has said, to do like, it
1: while he's, like, storming onto the bridge to do something else.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: Like, sarcastically? Like, yeah. oh, grand. grand.
0: Mad. Now we he'll were, just say shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we, were, uh, we were recording something for Endeavor, actually. It's, a it's like, kind of a sinister character, and, mm-hmm. and he has the word grand in there, and <laughs> I just couldn't read it as anything but Grand. <laughs> We'd have to stop. He's the grand. Marshall. Um What else? That's about all I have. What about yeah, you guys? Let me see here. Oh, I-, I know what I wanted to bring up when we talked about Raffi. Hmm. why didn't he keep in touch with her? Like, I got the very distinct impression he kept in touch with his Enterprise friends. That feels weird to me. Why did he cut her off? He ruined her career inadvertently. Yeah. Yeah. And then just stopped talking to her?
0: Yeah, like, it it doesn't feel like the character to be, like, too embarrassed to ever talk to her again or whatever, like, does he only have
2: room for the one found family and it's just, like, everyone else is a work associate? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, see,
1: that's the same. I
2: I, I actually like that it seems that he had more found families
1: beyond the Mm -hmm. group, you know. Yeah, he picks up
0: people. Like, that seems very in character for him now.
2: One of the few good things from Nemesis is everyone was moving on. Mm -hmm. The Rikers were going off to their own ship. Data died, like, Worf probably went back to DS9 or whatever. Like, they all were drifting apart because that's the end of the story. Mm. And, yeah, he would have moved on to the next crew and hopefully bonded with a few of them.
1: You know the thing I don't want to see in this series? What's that? Mm. A new Enterprise.
2: Yeah. I would be okay with that. I do want to see some contemporary Starfleet ships. doesn't yes. have to be Enterprise though. Yeah,
1: you brought this up, so that's why I, I, that I would love to see a new, whatever, you know, Stargazer, Defiant. Like, I, just, all that. I
2: love the I love the design aesthetic of this show. Like yeah. in, in so many of the choices Discovery makes that I don't agree with, this mm. show is
0: getting it all right, mm-hmm. and I want to see what Starfleet looks like. Now. No, that's mm. all. it didn't occur to me until you said it, but I really don't want to see an Enterprise like F.
2: No. I I have
0: mixed feelings.
2: I could I could take or leave mm. it, but it, I mean, what's...
1: I, they did a really good job with the uh, the Discovery Enterprise. So I have mm. faith in yeah. obviously I have faith in the production the design. Heart. I just don't <laughs> think yeah,
2: I just mm. I just don't think that we
1: need one. Maybe a second season
2: that can be fine. But yeah. mm. I, the thing is, it feels like it's inevitable. Just like him saying engage. Sure, it feels like people want to see the Enterprise. Yeah. And they, what if
1: what if this had exactly the same cliffhanger as Discovery season one? You know they're hailing us. What? Who is it? It's the
0: Enterprise. It's, it's mm. the Enterprise
2: D. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the most like? It's like the king of radishes is yeah. the is the captain now. Like I'm trying to think of who from back then. It's Molly O'Brien. Yeah, <laughs> Captain Molly O'Brien.
1: <laughs> oh, it should be uh, Kira. No, but she's too. I mean, to...
2: No, she'd be way too, She'd be an admiral now. Yeah. Like, if, if Starfleet got merged with the Bajoran militia, right. she'd be yeah. higher than captain, I think.
1: Maybe Geordi um, is still the engineer. That would be kind of a right I would love path for made... him.
2: He definitely would not go into
0: command because no. he doesn't no. have the people skills for it. No. He'd Unless it's that comic be... where he's, uh, he's captain of a ship that's only made up of datas.
2: Yeah. I mean, they did... Like... In all good things, Bever was captain of a medical ship. Sure. You just mm-hmm. give them captaincies of like specialty ships, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Worf is captain of guys who wear sashes. Yeah.
0: I make Geordie captain of the SGE. Mm-hmm. The Starfleet Guild of Engineers, I think. Mm-hmm. Guild? Mm-hmm. They use the word guild? I think it's guild. <laughs> Ugh. Terrible. Uh, what else? Uh, hmm. Hmm. Oh. That Romulan's name is Nerik. Ah. Nerik. I looked it That's up. It's a
2: very Romulan name. I looked yeah. it up
0: and then instantly forgot it and then looked it up again.
2: It is like I like the name. I yeah. just I'm, I never yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like a Nerik. Nerik. Mm. Maximum Nerik. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's
2: a there's a bit at the beginning, I wrote this down where um Picard says very deliberately, like emphasizing each word. Mars is burning mm-hmm. and it sounds like the hook of a techno song from like <laughs>
0: 1991 Mars is burning. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Mars is burning. Captain Jean-Luc <laughs> Picard USS Enterprise.
2: Why is that not the theme song? <laughs> uh actually I, Vishal, you had some you had some criticisms about the the music that I don't necessarily yeah. agree with, but I think are interesting um, to talk about.
1: I'm generally not a fan of the music on either Discovery or this one in terms of just... Well, it's it the same kind, guy. I, yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, it's mm. uh, Jeff
2: Russo does the music for both of them.
1: So. As in, I think some of the themes are fine. I'm not a music person, so just like the main tunes are fine. I don't really care for the... I guess the instrumentation is the word. It just kind of sits there. Mm. It oh, the they, yeah, yeah, I get you. Like, I, I know it's... I'm in the minority here, but the Voyager theme has always been like very high for me in terms of just conveying mm. that Star Trekiness to it no I, th- yeah. I think we liked that too
2: didn't we yeah I did yeah and I, I and weirdly DS9 I mean this is sort of a,
1: talking about another podcast it's called Art of the Score where they these three composers go on about literally the scores of film and TV and their favorite uh-huh. oh, one is cool. the uh, Voyager theme actually Huh. and these no, are like it, proper it composer thing. guys so you
2: know. no particularly after DS9's being so like <laughs> boring
1: Yeah, but DS9 still kind of felt within the same. I can still hum the tune. I Mm. can't hum the tune to Discovery or... And look, look, I really like non-standard music. I was talking before, like, Succession and Avenue 5, I think, have both very nice, in some ways, very dissonant music, which works Mm -hmm. for their theme. I think because Star Trek is, in some ways, a coherent, heroic story, I like more uh, cohesion. Traditional score, yeah. 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 Yeah, there's like a few, and, a bit, and uh, the end of the episode uh, where, over the credits, they have a bit more of a traditional instrumentation take on it. So,
2: mm. uh, well, and there's definitely a lot of callbacks to the like the yeah. classic Star Trek fanfare yeah. and the the uh, next gen theme. As
1: broad as the visual ones are, and we like the vi- I like the visual ones. I mm. liked him looking at his chair just for a bit when the guy says, "Have a seat." Uh, yes, that I like. I think the score leans too heavily on the, hey, look, here's the theme from Next Gen. Here's the theme sure. from that thing. Yeah.
2: I think I think there's a difference between what John Williams was doing with Star Wars and mm. regardless of your opinions of the actual movies, mm. the mm. fact that he gradually pieced together all these different motifs right, so right. that by by episode nine, it was almost yeah. entirely a quilt made of previous motifs, mm. but yeah. he did it really well. Yeah, no. The, this the, this the feels of, lazy
1: the Art of the Score guys uh, have done them on, on episodes on Star Wars as well and they point out that the, the famous Empire theme you know that we all think of doesn't show up until the second movie until Empire yeah. Strikes Back it's not right. there in the original but you think it's there mm-hmm. right you know so it's such it because that's just good sort of cohesive writing mm-hmm. yeah and here I, I feel you know,
2: like it's just lazy it's just hey we want it's sort of mm. like what do they call it stolen glory where it's yeah. like uh we didn't we didn't exactly earn this moment but hey yeah
1: no and the star trek theme gets me every time like i said it's the, mm. yeah, one it of my original yeah. memories of media you know yeah. earliest memories of media so when oh, that
2: absolutely works but then i feel mad that yeah. it worked like oh you just manipulated yeah. me
1: like every time the one of the new the reboot movies ended, I don't even the Into darkness that that theme comes on and the tre, the credit roll and you're like, yes,
2: I'm fine. Oh well, I I love Michael Giacchino's movies. Oh the, yeah, or music for those movies. That, mm. that that is some great score. Now the second in, in the, the
1: second that uh, the new theme that he did for the movie started up over you know the the Kelvin yep. blowing up and all the, mm. oh my God, I was in so hard. <laughs> yep. And no, that's what I, I mean, I that this one constantly. doesn't have that... I mean, their TV shows are a bit different, but they don't have that that sort of rousing feeling that, yeah, you got from mm-hmm. the Voyager theme. Or, yeah, right. I mean, it's been a long time since Enterprise, but... Even... Uh, it's been a long road. <laughs> road <we're getting laughs> from
2: ugh, Terrible. All right, on that note, I think we need to start. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> uh, let's see. damn Enterprise, ruining her. everything. We all did our good and bad things in our quote. Uh, Vishal, you have anything to plug for us? Plug? Um, nothing really at this time. I'm just uh, continuing
1: to do all sorts of random things. Mostly, actually, on on Twitter and Instagram these days, mm-hmm. I end up
2: putting up a lot yeah, you're, of yeah. The... You're posting tons of art on on oh, yeah. YouTube yeah, it's
1: right the now. it's kind of accrued over time. A bunch of uh, sketchbooks I had kind of finished up, so I'm just scanned them mm-hmm. in and started to color them and put them out there because you know why not sure yeah, the one thing stuff. you learn as an artist is people don't actually like things unless they're in color it's weird <laughs> like Sad. The, the same thing you can post three times and when it's in color it'll get more
0: uh yeah know, a mm. response. no
2: and and i i can unfortunately cop to being one of those people i i know i know it's shallow but uh Maybe, it catch it's, my eye a lot uh, you
1: know so i'm doing a lot of uh illustration work for myself there's there's the work, work. I've talked about that before. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. do a bunch of things for some interesting people in in India mostly. Uh, mm-hmm. But for those kind of things, just follow me on at, at all Vishal on uh, most social media. Mm-hmm. And, Excellent. Yeah.
2: yeah. Also, uh, you wrote uh, a segment in our recent uh, yes, Endeavor. Uh, that was in,
0: awesome. uh end of the month. Uh, no, that's oh, it's that out already that's right? right. Yes. Yeah, that one. I that had one a was lot of fun
2: writing Republic. that. Yeah, that was that was great fun, mm -hmm. and uh, you also performed it and and did a great job. Yeah,
1: thank you, thank you. I I kind of felt a bit guilty about just like writing a character that I was playing, so that
2: it was. You were not the only person who did that, so
1: that's okay. Mostly because that was it was just the easiest way in because I knew I wanted to kind of do a James Bond parody, and the obvious person would have been the commander there. So,
2: yeah. No, that was that was a lot of fun. So uh, check that out, mm. uh, USS Endeavor dot com. Also, season two will be starting on March first. Yep. We are very excited about that. We just recorded the last bit of it last night. That's yeah. actually why Matt's here. Oh, fantastic! And uh, it's it's coming mm-hmm. together very very well. Um, it is
1: very good. The first season is really it goes from strength to strength. So I'm really looking forward ooh, to the second thank season.
2: Thanks. Um, Let's see, the website is Uh, everpostatomichorror.com. You can write to us, postatomichorror at Gmail. Uh, We are on Twitter, at Algar, at Robot Matt. And I think that's it. Yeah, see ya, folks.
1: The Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2020. Please don't sue us, we're just doing
0: this for fun.